To fully appreciate this sicha, it would be useful to first learn the preceding sicha, which is Toldos Gimel. This will be a mixture of a little bit of arithmetic and philosophy with a powerful lesson about the expectations that we should have for ourselves and for others. All learned from our forefather Yitzchak and about how he was concerned as to his lifespan. And that all starts from these words. When commenting on the words in Unza Parsha, in our Parsha, that say, Yitzchak says, I don't know when I'm going to pass away. Rashi. Rashi quotes as follows. If a person reaches the lifespan of their parents, they should start to be concerned about their own lifespan. That there's a possibility of their lifespan being five years shorter or possibly five years longer than the parents. Therefore, at this stage, Yitzchak was 123 years old. Omar, so he said, Maybe I'm only destined to live to the outer edge of my mother's lifespan. She passed away at 127. I'm within the five-year range of that age bracket. Therefore, I don't know. I don't know what my lifespan is. Maybe it's modeled after my mother's lifespan. Or maybe after my father's lifespan. Okay, Dr. Mashtain, two questions on Rashi. Number one, why does Rashi have to get into this conversation at all? Surely the Pasuk told us, Yitzchak is old. That's why he's thinking about these things. It's natural. Why does Rashi have to seek an explanation to explain why Yitzchak is questioning the possibility of how long he may live? When Yitzchak himself has told you, in the Pasuk, why he's thinking about these things. Vayoimeri says, I've grown old. And therefore, I'm, I'm wondering now about lifespan, because that's a natural thing that happens to a person at that age, and you wonder. Number two, a more technical question for those who are familiar with Rashi's methodology, where he doesn't usually quote a name unless it's relevant. Why does Rashi have to tell us was Rabbi Yishuv ben Korcha? What is unclear or not so smooth in his commentary that once we know that the person who taught it was Rabbi Yishuv ben Korcha, then we'll be able to understand exactly what he was telling us. So in order to understand this, Let's go back one step and understand something unique about Yitzchak's life. Is the in them? So the explanation is in the Friedrich Seder state. The previous parish already told us that the Eibushter had blessed Yitzchak. Now there's a technical reason why that is. Taich Rashi Rashi explains that Nisari Avram levorches Yitzchak. Avram Avinu himself was afraid to, to give a bracha to Yitzchak because he anticipated that Yitzchak would give rise to Esav and who wants to give a bracha to him? So therefore Avram Avinu deferred and he said let he who is the master of all blessings choose who he prefers to bless. Therefore, that's why the Ebeshter blessed Yitzchak Avinu. Okay, so the reason why he, he gave him the bracha is not the big focus of what we're going to discuss. 
Instead, a very simple question. If that's what happened, that Yitzchak was blessed by Hashem, then straight away we have a question in our Pasuk. Seeing as Yitzchak was blessed directly from Hashem, not through any intermediary, he was blessed by the one who is in charge of and manages all brachas that exist. Surely, within Hashem's infinite bracha, there is also the bracha for long life. So, he didn't have to start thinking about his age in Elta von Hundermitrain Svansekir when he's 123 years old. It's not the time to worry about it yet. You've got the Ebishtas bracha, which surely includes the bracha of long life. And just to add proof to this, Avram and Sarah, his parents, Avram and Sarah, were also blessed by Hashem. And they both lived beyond 123 years. So that's the burning question over here. Yes, of course Yitzchak Venus says he's old, but why is that even relevant? He has the Ebishtas Brocha, that should be good enough. So therefore Rashi has to explain. As Yitzchak Zorg, Yitzchak's concern, came from another angle. Because he had now reached the age that is five years off his mother's lifespan. When he says I've grown old, he doesn't mean I've grown old simply. I've reached a specific unique age. The age that is associated with his mother's lifespan. Therefore he's starting to think, you know, I have to think about these things. You can come out with a, with a, a, a perspective over here that something doesn't seem right. So we've just said that the, the, the principle is you've got five years on either side of a parent's lifespan where a person should consider their own lifespan. We know the end of the story. We have the benefit of hindsight. We know that Yitzchak lives to 180 years. That's a long, a lot more than being within five years of his mother's passing. So, so what's going on over here? Yitzchak Avinu is worried already five years earlier than Sarah Menu passed away, but he has the Ebishtas Brocha, and we know the Brocha actually pans out because he lives to 180. So, what's going on over here? It's Rashi. That's what Rashi wants to explain. As in them, they are variables of how exactly a person's lifespan might be determined. One set of variables is There's the one possibility that either the measure is five years younger than the parent or five years older than the parent. That's one set of variables. The other set of variables is The other set of variables is Do you measure against a father's lifespan or against a mother's lifespan? So Yitzchak has four possible outcomes to consider. Now that we know the end of the story, that Yitzchak lived to 180 years, is the Pearl given from Then we know that he got the best variable. Five years beyond his father's lifespan. What was he entertaining as a possibility? Five years earlier than his mother's lifespan. Two polar opposites. So his concern starts on one end of the spectrum and his life extends to the exact opposite end of the spectrum. That's what Rashi is explaining to us. But there's still something we've got to understand. 
even after Rashi's explanation, there's still a really powerful question over here. The Ebishter blessed him. The Brocha was the Ebishter had given Yitzchakin. The Brocha that the Ebishter gave to Yitzchak had doch gewiss gebracht a hisofo in seine prote hachaim. We all assume that if David benched Yitzchak, then areas of his life were in some way enhanced because of that bracha. If that's true, if details within his life were enhanced, surely his life itself was enhanced. In other words, surely he was given a longer lifespan as one of those brachas. Now, if his lifespan was extended, what that means is it had to have been longer than what nature would have dictated. Now starts the mathematical element of the Sicha. If Rabbi Yashubin Korcha tells us that the natural way is that a person lives within a five-year range on either side of their parents' It's a 10-year range, five years on either side of their parents' lifespan. That's the norm. Then the brocha that Yitzchak got should surely have added more years than what is in the natural range of the parents' age bracket. So therefore, let's do the maths. It's going to raise a question. First obvious question is simple mathematics. If Yitzchak has a brocha from Hashem, he should live longer than 180 years. Because to live 180 years is part of the natural process. The possibility of five years longer than his father who lived to 175. Where are the additional years that he should have received having been blessed by Hashem? Question one. And then you can ask the question on the other end of the spectrum. The fact that from Yitzchak's perspective, when he hits 123 years, he's already worried. Why is Yitzchak already saying at 123 years? I don't know. I don't know. It could, could happen any day. Can't. 123 years is the natural order. He has to have at least some surplus from Hashem's bracha. So in order to answer that question, we have to consider what was the natural, not the, the, the real lifespan of Avram and Sarah. What was their natural lifespan? The beer in them explanation is Bashas Avram is out given knapa hundred yor. When Avram Avinu was exactly a hundred years old. When Sora knapa nine secure. Sora was ninety years old. Zain is a shin demot given it no zikanim. Not only does the Torah record that they were old, but they had full days. That implies they had lived a complete lifespan. The complete lifespan allocated for them had already been filled. They've already gone through all of their days. 
geworden. All of the days of their lives that were preordained for them. Ah, ja, und das, was bei Peil haben sie gelebt, länger. The fact that Avraham Avinu lived another 75 years and Sarah Emanu lived another 37 years, is das gewesen mit Zad der Bruch, was der Ebersch hat sehr gebenscht, that's because der Ebersch blessed them. But their natural lifespan was 190 years, respectively. Ah, that's their natural lifespan. So now if you want to use Rabbi Yashim and Korcha's um, process, his, his, his theory, so then it's five years on either side of their natural lifespan. Le dem kommt euch, as far as the natural process is concerned, on the bracha von Eibishnem, without Hashem's intervention and bracha, hat Yitzchak zu 145 Jahren schön der Greche dem Herzen älter, wie das ist mit Sad Perik Avoisov. Then had Yitzchak Avinu lived to 105, according to nature, he's now hit the ceiling of what nature has to offer. Five years beyond the natural lifespan of his father. Mint fünf Jahren mehr wie die 100 Jahre, was seinem bestimmt on der bracha von seinem Vater. He's five years beyond the years that were allocated to his father. From Perek Avoisa meant to Yerav Asain and Zeb Perek. When we use the expression Perek Avoisa of lifespan, that means natural lifespan. Not the bracha from Bala Brochas, without considering some supernatural intervention from Hashem who is in charge of all of the brochas and therefore can do differently. Bemela. So therefore, we can look at this now from two perspectives the perspective of objective truth and the perspective of Yitzchak's concerns. Whether we look from the perspective of objective truth, or from the perspective of Yitzchak's concerns, Yitzchak actually already has many bonus years. And what's interesting is, they actually land up being the same amount of additional years as his parents had. Before all, let's look at the story practically from the perspective of truth, objective truth. Yitzchak lived 180 years. So nature says Avraham Avinu lives to 100. That means Yitzchak's maximum possible lifespan is 105. But he actually lives to 180. That means he's got 75 bonus years. Right, because mit fünf Jahren mehr von seinem Vater ist bestimmt 100 Jahre. To live to 105 would have been the natural range if his father's birth uh, lifespan is 100 years. Und das ist Punkt derselben Schum Jahren, was die Bracha hat zugegeben seinem Vater Avram. So to add 100, uh, to, from, from 105 to 180, to add 75 years is exactly the same amount of additional years that Avram Avinu had. Was hat gelebt? 175 Jahre. Mit 175 Jahren mehr von die bestimmte 100 Kanal. So Avraham Avinu lived 175, that's 75 additional years. And Yitzchak lives 180, that's also 75 additional years. That's from the perspective of objective truth. But the same kind of thing applies when you look from the perspective of Yitzchak's concerns. Because Yitzchak was concerned that maybe the allocation given to him would be five years less than his mother's lifespan. Is the Cheshma was there, then you work the maths a little differently, and you come out with a similar conclusion that he did have bonus years. From that perspective, he's already had as many extra years as Sari Emeno had. Remember, the objective truth looks at what actually happened. Yitzchak's concerns tells us what he's thinking. He's thinking, I've had as many additional years at this point as my mother had in her whole life. Because Sarah's natural lifespan was 90 years. 
Und auch der Broch hat sie gelebt, 127 Jahre. Because of the Abish's Brocha, she lives all the way to 127, which is an extra 37 years. And I say, in his mind says, same thing's going to happen to me. And on the Brocha, if I didn't have Hashem's Brocha, please, 85 years, then I would live five years less than my mother's lifespan. That's 85. Five years less than his mother's lifespan. And then on Punkt V to sein Mutter hat ich ihm die Brache zugeben nach 37 Jahren. And then you think, just like his mother Sarah was gifted with an extra 37 years of Hashem's Brache, hat er der Pfarrung gegeben, der sein nach 122 Jahren zu 123 Jahren. So when he crosses over from 122 to 123 years, he says, oh, I've now finished 37 bonus years from what could have been the shortest lifespan. Now I've got to start to think about end-of-life issues. Still uh, one more problem with this. These lifespans are not as close, uh, as clear as we think. Rashi schreibt freer. Rashi has already told us that Avram Avinu didn't live his full lifespan. As Avram is nifta givaren finif yor far de zeit mit zeit de mebishen svete brocht zu Avramen. That after the Ebishter blessed Avram Avinu to live a tremendously long life, he actually lived five years shorter than that brocha allocation. When Hashem said to him, Tovoy, Beseva Tova, that he would come to his ancestors in a ripe old age, it didn't really happen. It was reduced by five years. Why? So he should not have to witness Esau degrading into the kind of person he became. Heint. If Hashem's brocha to Avram Avinu should have extended his life from a hundred to a hundred and eighty, and then it was reduced five because of Esav, then logic says Yitzchak had the same brocha, and together with the finishing mail from Perak Aviv, with the potential of five extra years, at the end of living a hundred fifty-five years, and it was a hundred eighty-five years, he should have lived a hundred eighty-five, not a hundred eighty. Avraham Avinu should have lived 180. And then five years beyond that should be 185. To answer that, Rashi says, well, look who's talking. It's Rabbi Shubben Karcha. If you know Rabbi Shubben Karcha and his views on lifespan, you'll appreciate exactly why it is that Yitzchak didn't manage 185 years. The Gemara Megillah tells us, that there were a whole group of Tanoim who were questioned by their students, what is the secret of your long life? And the other ones, they had given etliche Sachen in welche Eres given Basunz abgeht. So each one of them responded with a specific set of behaviors that they were very, very careful about. And each one attributed their long life to that set of behaviors. So one of the people who was asked this question about long life was Rabbi Shimon Karcha. On Erot Deruf Geentfert, his answer was, I never gazed at the face or the appearance, the figure of a wicked man. In other words, Unlike some of the other Tanoim who said there were a number of things that they did right and therefore they lived long, he put it down to one thing. He was always so careful not to look with intention at the figure of a wicked person. 
So what's Rabbi Shimon Karcha teaching? We see as Rabbi Shimon Karcha how Rabbi Shimon Karcha's view is as does I I see them from is it from a stackless before them rush alone that just avoiding looking at the face of a bad person. Equates to many other types of behaviors that all contribute to long life. And therefore, you can always extrapolate out of the positive what the negative would be. If a person does gaze at the face of a wicked person, it diminishes their lifespan. Now, anybody who knows about Yitzchak will know exactly where this is headed. That explains why Yitzchak only lived 180 years, not an additional five years past his father. Because because he did not avoid looking at Esav Harasha's face. And that's something that diminishes a lifespan. Yes, Yitzchak didn't realize perhaps the extent of Esav's wickedness. Still had an effect. If a person doesn't know that smoking is bad for them, it's still bad for them. So it had an effect. As from the 185 years that he should have lived, so the years that he should have lived, five years were reduced and deducted. And that caused him to only live the extent of his father's lifespan and not beyond. So, what lesson can we take from this? A really interesting lesson. Within Rashi, there's the wine of Torah, the beauty, the depth of Torah. Why is it that Yitzchak naturally gravitated to the assumption that his lifespan would be shorter than his parents, and out of the two parents, it would be shorter than the shorter lifespan? Why? Why does it go that way? The least of what nature had to offer. Even when considering his mother's age, he only considered how much he actually lived. Without taking into consideration that she was actually intended with Hashem's brochas to live considerably longer, but because of the either the shock, if you want to look at it superficially, or the incredible, overwhelming spiritual inspiration of the Akedah, when Hashem left her. And Yitzchak doesn't even consider that, that there was an anomaly. He says, that's the lifespan. So he looks for the absolute minimum possible lifespan. Why? The deeper reason is because you've got to know who Yitzchak is. Yitzchak is the representative of Gevura. Gevura is, you always look at the most narrow. You, you always have, so to speak, the least expectations. You always hold off on idealistic approaches and you focus on the pragmatic. So how does Yitzchak process anything that's going on in the world or look at anything in the world through the lens of Gevura? That is how Yitzchak conducted himself with regards to himself. But when it was time to give somebody else a brocha, giving a brocha no tzimtzum over here. No gevura, no restraint, no withholding, no, no limitations. It's time to give a bracha. 
covers the full spectrum from the highest of the high, the heavens, all the way down to the earth. And out of heaven, it's the dew of heaven. Out of the earth, it's the fat of the earth. The type of brochas that exceed the brochas Yaakov gave his children and Moshe gave the Jewish people. And that teaches us a phenomenal lesson in our Avodah. By being Jewish means that Yitzchak Avinu is one of our forefathers. Which means we've inherited some of Yitzchak's abilities or attitudes. So therefore the message is, even if you're the kind of Jew who is a Gevura Jew, focused, disciplined, high expectations of self, that's why he's so strict. That's how you treat yourself. And when it's time to deal with another person, another Jew, then it's all chesed, kindness, tolerance, acceptance, giving. You're supposed to engage with that person in the best way possible. And give him goodness in a broad, open, generous way. Without any limits or restrictions. Until you reach the highest of the high, the dew of heaven, the fat of the earth. That's how we deal with somebody else. You want to be strict? Be strict for yourself. For everybody else, goodness, kindness, love, and giving. And please God, the Abish reciprocates in kind.